and now there's light bitches. Well, okay. That's probably similar. To to what they what he said. Yeah. I feel like that's probably exactly what okay. he said. <laughs> Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. You know, we're like super close to a thousand reviews. What's the number? Does anybody know? Can we fact check that? I think that we need to get it up to 3,000 today. Oh, today? Because I feel like we're at nine, we're at like 970 something, 970 something. And I I totally want to hit a thousand and, but only five stars. Don't come at me with your three and a half nonsense or summer date, like, like five star reviews, you know, only Yeah, I just love reading them. So we do appreciate you taking the time in uh, reviewing the podcast and being here as a listener because we appreciate you. Um, I want to give a shout out to Mal one, one, two, one. She said, I love this podcast. It makes me feel like I've got good friends who are coming alongside of me and helping me walk this motherhood journey. Laughing, joking, and giving good-ish advice. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. Were yeah. we five stars though? Yes. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. All right. She And I, I love that. I love that. That was great. And that's what the podcast really is about. You, you pop the podcast into your ears because that's where you hear things. And you go about your day. You can, you're cleaning the house or you're sitting down and having a cup of coffee or you're at work pretending to be doing work. Yes. And we're there. We're with you. We are literally right there. You can't escape our love. By our sides. Okay. Okay. That it took a turn. All right. I'm your host, Meredith, from That's Inappropriate. And I'm your host, Tiffany, from Juggling the Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give, you can take. Or leave, because it might be horse crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, I thought we would spend an entire episode on talking about big life fails. Yes. And the reason that I wanted specifically to talk about this is sometimes I get emails or messages and people will say things like, you just have everything together and it just seems like you're, you're just, you're so organized and focused. And then I wonder whose channel they're watching. Okay. And then they continue to talk about how they just, it just seems like overnight you've had so much success and, and I just want to put a pin in that and say, Hey, whoa, beep, 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 back it up. Did you like that? That was my dump truck. Um, not, that's not, that's not it at all. Uh, First of all, anybody who knows me in actual real life knows that I am a complete and utter dumpster fire of a human being. I am a disaster. I wear it. I own it. It's part, it's just who I am. Okay. But I feel like it's super important that we talk about that and we talk about all of the different things. That's why we do mom fail moments. Yes. And I just think that we should have a discussion about that. And I thought it would be really great to press to chat. It's going to be tough for me because I can't relate um, <laughs> to being a failure, but I am here to support you and your fails. You are the best. <laughs> but before we get into the topics, let's tell everyone how they can win the opportunity to remotely co-host the season finale with us, mm-hmm. as well as receive some awesome Grove Collaborative and FabFitFun prize packs. It's easy to enter our co-host contest. Just download the podcast every week and listen for the secret code word through the first 15 episodes. Text the secret code word, then reply with your email address. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jones in a scare dress, please. <laughs> Text the secret code word, then reply with your email address and like filter-free parents on Facebook. You have seven days after the episode is released to enter. Every week is a new chance to enter, and every time you enter is another chance to win. All of the contest rules can be found at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. This episode's code word is blanket. From the U.S., text blanket to pound 44222 for your chance to win. From Canada, text blanket to pound 158-780-04323 for your chance to win. Let's open up the show with a mom fail moment. We're all here because we've struggled as moms, and anyone who says that they haven't is a lie bagger. So you have one. I do. I don't know if it really counts, but um, I have felt like a failure a little bit this past week because I have I had to leave my kids to do my tour, mm. which is such a gift, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity because mm. I know that it's helping me, it's helping others, um, and it's allowing me to contribute to my family financially by doing what I love. Right. I have to leave my kids in order to do this. Mm. And so it's a huge struggle because I told, you know, I just got back uh, the day before yesterday and I told my kids, you know, I got to leave again in a couple of weeks. And they're like, no, can we come? You know what I mean? And it breaks my heart because they're so young, they don't understand. And so I'm like torn between this thing. Um, and it's, I guess it's like being a working mom, except you're gone for days at a time. So uh, like with a working mom, you leave ev every day, you come home at the same time. It's so hard to be away from your kiddos, but you're doing it to contribute to the family. And it's what you got to do to get by these days. And so I, f I felt like I was failing because I missed my kids first ever t-ball practice mm. and I was so sad I was like looking at pictures of it happening without me and I was like questioning you know is there a way to do this without leaving them can I bring them with you know what do I do and so I've kind of felt like a little bit of a failure even though I know in my heart in the long run it's best the fact that they don't know that is what's killing me right I I have been there over and over again. And I'm sure there are tons of moms who feel the exact same way. Mm -hmm. So you're not alone, friend. Thank you so much. Lean on my shoulder like Gaga. Can I? No, oh. that would be weird. Damn it. All right. Got excited. <sighs> okay, so trending parenting news is going to be a little bit different today, yeah? Yeah, a little bit. Yes. Lay it on me. What flowers grow on faces? What flowers grow on faces? I don't know. Tulips. Ugh. Get that's it. terrible. Tulips. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Okay. Jealous. <laughs> so let's talk all things failure, which sounds awful, but I firmly and truly believe that if we open up and we talk about the things that we failed at, yeah. it gives people the opportunity to do the same thing. They feel less alone. Mm -hmm. And on top of that... I think when you're in the middle of it, you forget that you have to fail in order to learn and succeed. 100%. We have to fail. And sometimes it feels like we're failing more than we should be. Mm -hmm. But those opportunities are necessary because a failure is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to learn and grow and figure some things out. Yeah. And it probably sucks really, really bad while you're going through it, but that's okay. So I think that we should, we'll, we'll basically break it up. Let's start this one. Let's start this segment of the show talking about 
the different ways you can learn from failure. So I was reading this article on wonderlustworker.com and I really, really liked it because it was talking about, it breaks down failure for you into five parts. Okay. And anytime you fail at something, I think our gut reaction to that failure is I'm uncomfortable. I'm ashamed. I'm going to eat some cake. I'm going to have cake. And I don't want to do that again. Yeah. I don't want to feel that again. And so they talk about this article where it says, first of all, failure is a lesson. And it's a lesson that you have to experience. And experiencing failure is really, it's it's so valuable. It makes you reflect on why that failure happened. Right. Then it says, two, knowledge. Failure brings you new information. Yep. Okay, they said something like, did you know that there were 10,000 attempts? Thomas Edison had 10,000 attempts at making the light, a commercial industrial light bulb. Mm-hmm. And when they asked him about it and they, and they said to him, you failed 10,000 times. And he said, right, but I learned something new about the light bulb each time. Yeah. And now there's light, bitches. Well, okay. That's probably similar. To, to what they, what he said. Yeah. I feel like that's probably exactly what he okay. said. <laughs> um, lesson three about failures, you learn to be resilient. You get back up. Dust yourself off. Finish that cake. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Four is growth. Yes. And the last one talks about the value of the fail. See, this is tough, though, because in that moment, sometimes you want to look at it like, dang it, that's it. It's easier to give up. You have to find these lessons in it. Right. And that's why it's cool that we're talking about it because I think that in the moment, I can speak for myself, whenever I fail, I get frustrated and I want to give up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have found that, just like you said, it's a lesson each time. Like, just as an example, real quick, mm-hmm. I wanted to write a book, mm-hmm. but I I don't know how to write a book. So I started Googling and YouTubing um, and it took forever to learn how to put quotation marks in the correct spots, how to format it, to publish it. Like, but each time I learned something different and um, I learned about resilience and not giving up because there were a couple of times when I wanted to give up, but each time I messed up and walked away from the computer, I walked back and Mm -hmm. now I can, I can, write any book in the world and make it a bestseller because I'm so smart from all I've learned. Right. Agreed. That's I, not true. No, no. And that the, I had a similar s- situation with mine. I actually tried to shop for a publisher and was turned down. Me too. Several times. And especially when I told them what I wanted to title the book, which was scoop the poop. <laughs> and they were like, you can't put poop on a book cover or the word poop. And I was like, but it's a big pile of poop. I just want to talk about the poop. Okay. And they were not having it. And so I had to self-publish. And let me tell you a short story about my book debacle. Um, After it was edited and revised and edited again and revised and edited again, because we used um, CreateSpace, which Mm -hmm. is how you create a self-published book, um, someone uploaded the wrong copy of the book. Oh yeah, I hate that. The copy prior to the final edit. Sucks. So there were 147 errors mm-hmm. in the in the book. Mm-hmm. 
And we pre-sold 1,000 copies of that book with 140 some odd errors in it. Mm. And so I actually had people mail me back the book they purchased with highlighted errors. Are you serious? Yep. And so, but here's the best part of that fail. We realized that we had done it. It happened. And, um, but Amazon actually called me up. Um, They emailed me and they were like, hey. Hey girl. We noticed. Yeah. You have some errors. I got the same email. And they said, but we are so impressed with your book sales. We'd like to give you an opportunity to to fix that. And they let me fix it. That's awesome. And so I was really happy about that. And it it opened up a good conversation with them. But we epically failed Mm -hmm. with the first go around of of the book in those first. um, I uploaded my book seven different times and there's still typos in it. I just gave up. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's still typos in mine as well. But this was like the best version of what we could put out there. (laughs) And I kind of just felt like this is all I have to offer at this moment in time. But I mean, so people don't real people don't they assume it's like, oh, well, you wrote a book. And it's like, yeah, but that book almost broke me. Literally, when we launched our website crashed because we had people trying to buy it off of there. I was under my kitchen table the night we launched crying unconsolably in the fetal position wailing my kids woke up came out and they were panicked and I had to get myself together because I was I was so like oh my god the website is crashed like everything is going wrong and it's like no it was just we weren't prepared for that many people to come it was a good thing that that many people were coming to buy the book but good we weren't prepared we weren't ready and so you have all of these failures now guess what we figured out that we didn't have the correct setup for selling things online at that point. And we had to fix things, but that's how you learn. Yeah. Right. I would, I would say a huge part of my life prior to all of this, the internet and everything was a big failure. Mm. Um, I went through some really dark times and I couldn't understand why they were happening at the time. Um, even though they were a result of my actions each day, I woke up and I felt like a failure and, Um, I do believe that I emerged from the other side of all of that failure as a better person because I was able to learn lessons that I never would have otherwise learned. Mm -hmm. And it took going through those dark times to appreciate the times now, which is why (laughs) earlier today I was whining about not being able to get a nap. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But the truth of the matter is there was a point where I was like napping on a street corner. So it could be worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Yeah, I agree with you. And we were, you know, we were joking, but we are really, we're truly blessed to number one, get to do this. And number two, have all of these people to share the journey with us. Yeah. Which is, which is why we continue to do what we do. But I think that our society wants us to cover up and hide our failures. Mm -hmm. You must be picture perfect on Pinterest. You must have a wonderful, clean social media life. You must, um, participate in all of the things and do all of the things and be all of the things to everyone all of the time. Otherwise you are failing and you are miserable and you're awful. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. That's not true. Give yourself, give yourself the ability to fail, learn from the failure and recover, get back up and go on to the next thing. Yeah. Because I think not only can you learn from your own failures, but you can obviously learn from the less those lessons from other people who are willing to share them, which is w- another reason why I think it's so important that we do this mm. because you can learn so much about somebody else's journey 
if they'll share with you. Right. I think and that's why I'm really, I just really think that I thought this episode was super important to do because people just think that everything is roses. The grass is always greener and it truly isn't. Mm. It really, really, really isn't. I was super guilty of this in the beginning when I was one, cause we're year five now of having the blog and the website and, and now the, the, um, community over here on filter free parents and the videos and now getting ready to do a tour, which I'm a nervous wreck about and watching you do yours. I'm so proud. It just makes my heart so excited. And, but I would always, I always thought that the grass was greener with everybody else that I was watching and reading. And I just assumed that everything in their life was going so well. Mm -hmm. And in fact, they were having their own failures. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I just wonder, are we talking about like, should I not talk about it as much as I do? No, I think I think you should, because a by us talking about it, it allows others to see that it's okay to be themselves. And B, I have found that if you lead with the truth, even if it's not pretty, there's no surprises later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'll put my face out there like this. Because if you catch me without makeup, you're like, oh, there she is. You know what I mean? I I tell my truth, even the ugly parts, because it allows other people to be themselves and be truthful. Which is why I'm so looking forward to seeing your show. And I'm so <sighs> proud of what you're doing because you're just transforming lives with that fact. And I think that that's great. Thank you. It makes me want to throw up. Well, not here, please. I'm so scared. I just... It's... I haven't finished the um, wood on this yet. And if you vomit on it, I'll never get that out. That's so true. But that's the thing. Like, this tour almost didn't happen, you know, because of my fear. And so... Huh, that's the only reason I'm I'm doing it, is so that I can meet my peeps. Do you have a big lesson that you've learned from a particular failure, Meredith? Yeah, of course. Um, let's see. I, uh, oh, well, back to the book, um, about being Mm self-published, uh, the account of being self-published. I actually, after having the book self-published the first time, decided that it would, um, I wanted to write a second book and I was super nervous about engaging with a book, uh, agent because I assumed I just self-published the second one as well. And I had a book agent who tried to engage me for six months. What does that mean? Like talk with me, like kept emailing back and forth. And she was like, I'd really like to represent you. I'd really like to represent you. And I was like, I'm kind of good. I think I'm going to self-publish again. And she's like, I really, and the problem with, one of the problems with self-publishing is you can't get into the bookstores. You can't get into like Target or Walmart or Costco or anywhere because you don't have a contract. Right. And she, she literally, we went back and forth for six months. And then I finally got over that fear of being rejected from the first time and said, okay, um, I'll engage. And I did end up going with a publisher for book two. So I was so scared of failing again that I didn't want to have the conversation. And that delayed me that six months Mm -hmm. actually caused my book to be pushed back to a 2020 release date because I couldn't, I was so scared of failing again. Mm. So I couldn't get published this year. I had to wait until, because it was on me, I drug my feet. So what about some failures in, in motherhood? Should we talk about that after the, should we do an ad and then talk about that? Yeah, let's go into motherhood because that's a whole other garbage pile of disaster, (laughs) isn't it? Something I think we can all relate to. 
I think that um, we start each episode off with a mom fail moment mm-hmm. because it's so important that other moms see that whatever they're struggling with, they're not alone. And I think parenting, to be honest, is just like one big learning lesson failure every day for me. Anyway, like I'm always learning lessons. Well, here's the thing about parenting. It is the greatest equalizer on the planet. So think about it. Go on. Whether you are a bajillionaire and the night nurse has handed you your baby and you take your baby and they barf all over your thousand dollar shirt or you are Joe Schmo like us and you pick up your baby and they barf on your three day old pajamas. The feeling you have in that moment when you have been vomited on. Yep. Pretty much the same. That's so true. So parenting is a fantastic equalizer. It levels the playing field. Yeah. Um, so I just think that it's important that we talk about those moments because parenting is also a journey that I found to be one of the most isolating. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason that it's because I think the reason that it's so isolating is because it's so personal. I birthed this baby. (laughs) If I fail this baby, it's, it's on me and it's so personal because I fit like my cells and eggs and stuff created it. Right. Do you know what I'm like? That's how hardcore this is. Yeah. And so nobody wants to admit when they fail at something that they biologically or whether you adopted or whatever, like you've taken this child and this is yours. You've claimed it. Yeah. And especially when it looks like everybody else is doing it right. Right. And, but that's the thing is that it's a lie. So this article that I read also talked about how you can make your way through failure, like how you really, how you can paint a landscape to get you through because it talks about failure as a series of peaks and valleys, right? Like you have your success and then your failures come and that's what actual life looks like, not the one that people talk about on Facebook Mm -hmm. or Instagram or whatever. Um, But the number one thing that they say to do after you've had a failure, do you know what it is? After you've eaten the cake. Um, Admit it. Well, you've already admitted it because you've got it personally. But what they're saying is you have to ignore the naysayers. Ignore the people who are telling you you failed. That's hard. And we were just talking about this, you and I, when we were off of the podcast. And I, I have to be honest with you, whether somebody comments on your on your Facebook profile about something that's going on in your life, whether it's about how you parent or the type of wife you are or something that's like on one of our pages, your buckle in the car seat isn't right. You have to ignore the individuals who are trying to tell you you're a piece of crap. You've epically failed. I told you so. Well, the buckle one's a bad example because that's life or death. So forget I said that. Maybe pay attention to that. Yeah, yeah car, the the whole car seat thing has been such a debated topic where people are like, I can't believe I posted this picture of my kid and I got trash talked for two days about where the buckle was. And it's like, well, if the buckle's in the wrong spot. Well, I think that, but also there's a way that people could go about saying it. It's that's tone. Informa- yeah, it's not Correct. what you say, it's how you say it. My Correct. mom used to tell me that all the time. And I agree with that, right? I completely agree with that because some, they, maybe they just didn't know. But people so you tell are them. harsh, especially right. on the internet. Uh, everybody thinks they're right and everybody loves pointing out everybody's flaws. And like I always say, there could literally be a, a video of a baby petting a puppy 
and somebody would find a way to be like, wow, those crappy parents don't care about that baby. They're putting it in front of that dangerous puppy. <laughs> or look at the crappy dog owners letting that baby pull the puppy's ears. Like, no matter what you do. Some... Are they both vaccinated? Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Let's not go there for crying out loud, for right? For real. So, so because, because not just us, people who are on the internet all of the time, our lives are out there, everything that we do is out there, our stuff with our kids, our stuff with work, our stuff with our spouses... Anybody who is on the internet, anybody who is in social media, anybody who has friends on this planet has been trash talked about their parenting. You have, no matter what, right? I mean, think or about it. Or passive aggressive yeah. comments. Well, and so when something happens, the gut reaction in that mom fail moment or that parenting fail moment is to retract in and be like, oh God, I hope they didn't see that. I hope they didn't hear that. I hope they don't know. I hope it doesn't get out to the PTA meeting. Yeah. I hope so-and-so doesn't talk about it when they go to the gym at that five o'clock spin class. I hope so-and-so doesn't bring it up in, you know, pottery class or yeah. whatever the hell you people do with your free time. But you know what I mean. You and people. It, well, it, it comes up. It sure does. And it, cause I've been, I've been sitting in the uh, parent pickup line, uh, because we have to get out of the car now to pick up our kids because of the new rules. No. Well, yeah, because they've literally fenced in the school. They fenced the whole thing in and you have to get out and you have to go through a gate and like it's legit. And I've heard I've heard parents in front of me going, oh, my gosh, did you see what they what so and so when after she brought in the cookies with the nuts in it and she had to go to the front office and they made her walk the cookies out of the and it's like I've done that. I've been the idiot who brought the peanut allergy cookies into <laughs> the school and been like, well, these aren't nut cookies. And then you look down and it's like processed in a factory with nuts. Yeah. And you're like, I'm just trying to kill people now. So you yeah. walk it out as quickly as you can and you take it out to the car and then you go in and you have to tell your kid, I bought cookies, hmm. but a failed. Yeah. Because they have the nuts. Yeah. They've contact. They've come in contact with nuts as most of us have at some point. Mm -hmm. And the point is, it's like, yeah, that was that could have been bad, man. But we got it under control. We took care of it. You can't let that dictate the rest of your day or well, your life. Right. So ignore the naysayers. Number two. Here we go. This is what you were saying. Understand it's okay to fail. Come to grips with it. Admit it. Have your moment. Maybe your cry. Do you cry when you have a failure or do you feel like you go more into a... Because I do a, a hardcore pity cry for like a solid two and a half to four minutes. I'm more of like a denial person uh, to be a hundred percent honest. Okay. So if I fail at something, I generally deny it. Oh, really? Like I'm trying to think of an example. Like let's say I brought the cookies in with peanuts. I would have gotten defensive mm. and been like, who the hell expects anybody to pay attention to the fine print? Like, I don't think about that. You know what I mean? Like I might be an a-hole when it comes to that. And same with my husband, like he could bring up stuff that I, I have failed at and I get very defensive and mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm like that. I think it's because I'm so self-conscious that anytime anybody confirms my fears of me not being perfect, I get very defensive. I don't know why. No, I think that's a very human reaction. I think that my crying is actually what makes me more embarrassed than the failure because I'm a relatively... Uh, I wouldn't say I'm emotionless. 
because I obviously have emotions, but I try to button them up and I try not to, to cry too much. But when I have something that hits hard, uh, like missing gingerbread house day, because I was, it sounds silly, but I was out, I was out of town working and I missed gingerbread house day on my last baby's kindergarten. Right. So there are no more babies. There are no more first, there are no more gingerbread house days or whatever. And so I'm sobbing and weeping and feeling so bad about the mother that I am and the fact that I'm trying to chase my dreams and goals. And look what I did. I crushed his goal of gingerbread house day. And meanwhile, he had fun without me and made a damn gingerbread house. But I was actively weeping. And then I, I had to, I had to reel it in and it took me a bit, but you have to give yourself the ability to say, it's okay to fail. This happened. Um, but now I can use this failure and I can learn a lesson from it and I can move on. Right. And I did, I have realized that there are times, there are things in my kids' lives that I have to be cool with missing out on. Like it's going to happen. It's going to come up. Work things happen. We go places, we do things. There are things I'm going to have to miss. Yeah. Um, like Sophia's gym meet. Remember where I, when I told you a couple of weeks ago that we were going to be out of town and her qualifier meet was the same time that we were out of town. So I had to literally beg and plead with people to get her into a different meet to do something so that she could go and qualify. And I had to show up and I had to be there and I made it work because our schedule was interfering and I did it. But like if I, if I, I, I really, I had to beg. I was like, please, please, please call this. It was nine o'clock at night and I was begging a coach to call people. And had she not been receptive, I don't know what I would have done in that situation. Like I had to, I had to force make that work because I was so worried about failing her. Right. Cause, cause it was like, there's, it was tough. Like that was tough. That was really hard for me. Um, cause you always want to be there, but there are times you just can't and we can't be there that week that this is coming up. It's just not a, wasn't humanly possible. It would be very convenient if we were able to clone ourselves. <laughs> well. Like one to sleep with the husband. Ooh, wait. Now you're one, going someplace that I can really get behind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, all right. One yep. for the dishes and the laundry. Yeah. One, one for the kids' activities. For driving. Ooh, I hate that. And then I'd be the just the one napping, I think. Okay, so you're a full-time napper. Yeah. And the rest of those... Uh, clones can just do all of the work, mm-hmm. right? Yes. All right. I would like one clone to exercise. That can be the one that gets the husband. You know what I mean? So he wants oh. to stick around. Oh, I like your, you really have thought this out yeah. pretty extensively. Every day. Okay. So I see you're going to put some money into some genetic research. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, do you want to read an ad and then I'll ask you a question about failure in social media? Yeah. Okay. Well, th- there isn't one, so... Yeah, it's, so it's you. Tell us about your tour. Love and Marriage is brought to you by Meredith and Tiffany because we're spectacular wives. We are. Um, I'm touring. I go to Arizona and San Diego the beginning of March. Mm, yeah. Go to TiffanyJenkinsLive.com. You can see my tour dates. And then you're coming back to Florida. I'm going to be in Tampa, Orlando, and Jacksonville. In March. Makes me so nervous. Oh, my gosh. Aren't you so excited? I'm scared. I can't wait. So many people I know are going to be there. It makes me so nervous. But Don't yeah, act like it's you very have exciting. Stop I have it. two friends, and <laughs> they are coming, and you are one of them. <gasps> I'm so excited. Yes. So I am very excited. Meredith is going on tour as well. Mm. That's inappropriate.com slash tour. <laughs> What's the website? <laughs> That's inappropriate live.com. But yeah, so I can't wait to see yours. 
because I want I want to feel feels in your show. And I know because I've seen the comments and I've and I've read what people have said about your show. Oh, my God. Really? Don't yes. read those. Oh, my gosh. They're so good. And they talk about how it's like they had a reaction in their body where they had feelings that they had never felt before. What? Yes. People said that? Yes. Where are you reading this? On underneath where people post. I go into where they tagged these people, the, like when you have a meet and greet. And I, and I read their comments of underneath their picture because it was, you just had one and she took a picture of you at your meet and greet and then went on and did a whole page on the feelings that she felt. That is so sweet. It was the sweetest damn thing ever. Thank Even you. I had a, like a flutter of a heart thing. <laughs> flutter of a heart. Where thing. my heart would live if I had one <laughs> is what I meant to say. Um, well, that is very sweet. Thank you so much to everybody who came out, man. I have never felt more loved in my mm. life. It was, it was so surreal. Yeah. I walked out and people were acting like I was Justin Bieber. Oh it, my God. It was insane. Ah, it was insane. I was like, Hey, lower the bar. I am not <laughs> that cool. And you guys are going to figure it out any day now. Any second. Oh, I just hit my funny bone. Oh, it's See, it so was funny. fate. Oh, I don't think so. Um, so what I wanted to talk to you about is, do you think that there is a shift happening? The more people that are coming out and sharing their truth, do you see a shift happening on social media where people are being more honest about their failures because I have noticed a shift and sometimes I feel like it's everywhere. Like it's almost like a thing now where people are like, this is how I fail. This is how I suck. This is how I'm not perfect. Um, do you see that? And do you think it's helping people? Do you think some people are taking advantage of the being honest about the fail train? Ooh, you put me on the spot, didn't you? I did. Okay. So that's a two parter. Yeah. So first part, Absolutely. Yes. I do feel that there are genuinely and authentically people who are out there who are sharing their struggles uh, are like our coined phrase around here is being filter free. Mm. We're raw. We talk about the things we you, you and I are very much in the same vein of no makeup no brushed hair, <laughs> maybe a shower every third day. Mm. This is us. This is our reality. This is who we are. We're, tr we're in the trenches. And then there are absolutely people out there in this space who are fabricating a, a much more of a, a fabricated dumpster fire situation that I don't think is necessarily true to who they are, but they want to jump on the train and, and have it be on brand. Mm. And it's not. And that is a very sad state of affairs because what I would say to those individuals is you need to own every ounce of who you are and run with it and go with it and, and do that. Right. But don't pretend to be somebody that you're not because that's actually in itself a failure. You're failing yourself. Agreed. And I don't, that's not good for anybody. That's not good, not good for your followers. That's not good for you. And we can tell. People can tell. Yeah, I think they can sniff it out pretty easy. And so let's give it, let's give an example. For example, I have noticed this. Let's say that someone named, let's say Jessica. Okay. Jessica's a blogger or a vlogger. Jessica has a really great life. She's really beautiful. She has beautiful kids and beautiful dogs and a lot of money and a really amazing house. But she sees that people want someone relatable. Mm. So then Jessica goes and makes a video without makeup on talking about how imperfect she is and how hard her life is and, you know, what her problems are so that people will want to follow her. But she'll exaggerate. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That gets on my nerves. And I think everybody has their own truth to share. It's okay to be you. And we know that um, we don't actually know what's going on behind the, 
doors of Jessica's home. But I think when somebody does it for it to be an exaggerated situation, mm-hmm. that is it's problematic for a lot of reasons, and it, it causes. I'm not trying to fill you up. Oh, okay. I thought maybe that was like My a slipper was falling off. I thought we were doing that flirting thing from mm-hmm. the last episode from Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, right? Uh, but no, but so I think it can be very detrimental if you try to be somebody who you're not for a, for so many different reasons, right. and that's confusing to your followers as well because that that's not that's not who you are. Yeah, that's not who you are. Don't do that. Like, it's okay to fail. And it's okay to not fail. You know what yeah. I mean? Celebrate your successes. Um, our good friends, Kat and Nat, um, they say you have to do the ABCs. Um, always be celebrating. And they say find a celebration inside of whatever it is that you're going through. And, and that's absolutely you can find a celebration inside of a failure. But, yeah. You can. You it's can, just tough. Uh, it's like, absolutely tough. Yeah. It's absolutely you tough. You stub your toe. You know what I mean? You're like, yes, Well, this is a good moment. Bust out the champagne. My toe is broken. Maybe I not a broken toe. <laughs> I've got, I kind of feel like I was talking more along the lines Gratitude? of, uh, well, just like, let's say when I think back about it, all of the people, all of the publishing houses that denied my book, I feel like it was meant to be. It didn't feel like it at the time because it felt like just utter failure, but I was happy in the end that I self-published because now I have that experience and now I know what it's like to do it. Right. But at the time it was just rejection letter, rejection letter, phone call, no, Mm -hmm. phone call, no, blah, 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 blah. And we don't, you know, I, I, I learned a lot of lessons out of that. It's it's like finding, finding something to be grateful for in each situation. I truly believe that. Yeah. And it, gratitude changes everything. It has changed everything for me in my life. Well, yeah, and I and I think finding a way to it's it's it can be really hard to to find gratitude when you're so focused on your failures. Yeah. All you all you see is is disaster, and in fact, there are so many things to celebrate and be grateful for, and you just have to stop for a second and look for those. What are you grateful for? Oh my gosh. Top 3. <sighs> obviously well family doesn't count okay we're not okay because obviously my husband and my kids are the by far the best things i've ever done or been a part of okay well (laughs) but i have to be honest and tell you that forming this community and being a part of of this movement towards talking about the realities and the struggles of parenting in the trenches and the fact that um Parenting, I think parenting, our parenting style is come as you are. Mm. We're good. Yeah. We're good with that. You've got friends here. And to me, I'm super grateful for that because I get to make videos. Mm. I get to hang out with really cool people. Mm. I'll introduce you to them sometimes. Okay. <laughs> we get to do this. We get to do this amazing podcast. We get to do these videos together. Right. I get to go out and I get to speak at conferences. I met Dak Shepard last weekend. I met Sean T and his husband, Scott, last mm. weekend. I know you're mad about that, but that's on you, not me. But mm. I got to do I get to do all of these amazing things and connect with these people and say, hey, this parenting thing is so freaking hard. How about we just talk about that for a little bit and please know you're not alone. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for that. It's just the opportunities that we've had. Yeah. Um, and it's also made me realize that absolutely the grass is not greener yep. on the other side. So what about you? 
grateful. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful to be alive, first yes. and foremost, given Breathing. my my choices in the past. Um, I, too, am grateful for the community and all the people that um, I'm able to interact with on a daily basis. They keep me going on mm-hmm. days when I want to give up. They remind me that I'm worth it. You are. Um, thanks. So worth it. And I'm grateful for this podcast. Mm. Mainly because you serve me smoothies and coffee when oh, I'm here. I do froth your milk. <laughs> I get I get really grateful over stupid things though. Like it like when I see a public transportation bus pass by, it make I'm like, I'm so grateful for this vehicle that I'm driving because I used to have to take the bus everywhere. You know what I mean? Like when I get pissed off about all the clutter in my house, I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember when everything I owned fit into one garbage bag. And I think it's trying to find those moments in everyday things that that keep me alive because I have a choice. I could find the crappy side in everything and I or I could find the good side. And I'll be honest, some days I just want to focus on the crappy side. I think that's a that's a good point to make because I think that's very human and I think we do that mm-hmm. especially when we're not ready to confront the failure or the issue at hand. Yeah. Whether it's with our parenting or with our marriage or with our with work. Yeah. We don't want to confront it because we do like to deny mm-hmm. as human beings. Not me. Somebody else's problem. Yeah. Uh-uh, I didn't do it. The reason my book didn't get picked up is because that publisher was stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, I put poop on the cover of my book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I knowingly did that and it turned away some opportunities. Right. But I wouldn't change it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think, so don't try to save face. Mm. Be who you are. Own your truth. And be good with that and know that each and every day we're going to have failures. We're going to have struggles, but we are going to make it. We are we are going to find a way to connect with people on a level that is important and necessary. And it will ins- and, and it will not only inspire us, but it inspires other. And that's why we do what we do. Yeah, girl, preach. I was sorry. I got a little soapboxy and I started. I felt it. It's like my favorite quote. Be who you are and say what you feel. Because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. The right people will be around you, whether you fail or not. I love that. Oh, that was such a great way to end the show. Thank you. We ended it? I feel like that was a great, like, do you drop the mic now? Yeah, I feel like maybe, yeah. Should you? Yeah. It's attached to a pole, though, so. Oh, headbutt the mic. (laughs) I don't know what that was. That hurt. Sorry. So let's tell everyone how they can win an opportunity to remotely co-host the season finale with us, yes. as well as receive some awesome Grove collaborative and FabFitFun prize packs. It's easy to enter our co-host contest, Meredith. Mm. All they have to do is download the podcast every week and listen for our secret code word through the first 15 episodes. Then they go to text the secret code word, then reply with their email address and like Filter Free Parents on Facebook. They have seven days after each episode to enter. Each week is a new chance to enter. Every time they enter is another chance to win. All of the contest rules can be found at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. This episode's code word is blanket. From the U.S., text blanket to pound 44222 for your chance to win. From Canada, text blanket to pound 158-780-04323 for your chance to win. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I love your faces. And remember that a failure is just an opportunity in disguise. Mm. Was that too cheesy? (laughs) (laughs) I tried to let it right. Oh, 
we love you guys. I love you. Bye. Bye.